All right, guys, I am live with Dexter McCluster. I'm super excited. Um, just the kind of journey with him down the road that he's gone um, with being a pro, being a dad, being a husband, and the likes of that. So if you could just say good morning to all of my listeners as well as my uh, Facebook Live people. Yes. Uh, we're kind of doing this simultaneously as well. All right. Good morning, everybody. Hope y'all have a blessed day. Happy Sunday. That's right. So a lot of people are definitely, it's Sunday um, tradition. I live in the South. Um, you know, a lot of people are getting ready for service, whether they're going to stream it or whether they're going to go to an actual service. I'll be doing that, you know, myself is the same. But just consider this a conversation, two cousins catching up yep. with life and living life on purpose and just kind of what that means to us and what it means to you um, as a listener or as a viewer watching Um so we're just going to, you know, jump right into it. Um, you carry and you hold a lot of titles, which we're going to get into. But I just want to dive right into, you know, what does purpose really mean to you? What does purpose mean to me? Um, you know, I had some time to think about it, you know, especially th during this journey and uh, transitioning from, you know, off the field to, you know, what's next. So purpose to me is just finding, you know, what it is that God put you on this earth to do. You know, um, whether it's, you know, um, be a football player, whether it's be a mentor, whether it's be a doctor, whatever it may be, something that you can wake up every day and be proud of and know that you're living the way you're supposed to be living and you're changing lives doing it. Right. I, I would agree. And like I said on one of my recent episodes is that, you know, purpose. I didn't really hone in on it until like my early 30s and started asking myself, OK, what is it that I want to do? Um, and it seems as if purpose kind of follows you in life and it evolves as you grow right. and as you get older and as you meet different people. So it's always evolving. It's always changing. So that's a good thing about purpose. Right. I know that uh, one of the things that um, I'm instructed to do right now is to connect people as well as just talk to them a little bit about you know, what purpose means. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that you were willing to, you know, come on and just talk a little bit about that uh, with yeah. me. So, you know, as an athlete though, uh, what I wanted to ask you is that, you know, and tie into purpose, what is it, what does practicing with a purpose mean to you? Yeah. So practicing with a purpose, you know, you played, you play the game. I'll speak for myself. Uh, being a pro athlete, you play the game to win. You don't play the game to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose, but, your main objective is to win games and win a championship. So um, football is, you have to depend on a lot. It's, it's an accountability game. You have to depend on your, your guy, your friend, your teammate to know what to do, to do his job every single play. So I would never jeopardize, you know, my teammates, my team, my organization by not preparing the right way, because at the end of the day, I have to be accountable for my actions. So I'm going to practice with a purpose. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'm going to study uh, in the film room. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do everything it takes to be a pro pro to let my teammates know that, you know what, I'm practicing with a purpose. I'm practicing to win. So you can depend on me. Okay. That makes sense. Let me ask you this. What would you say to the average person that they do play on the team and maybe they're in high school or college? Mm -hmm. They show up every week um, or every time they're doing a um, practice and they're, they have that intention in their mind. They're showing up. Um, to do the drills, to go in with a purpose, but they have team members that 
are lagging. They're not as right. passionate about the purpose. What would you say to that listener um, that's maybe struggling with that to kind of yeah. keep that mental focus? That that definitely, um, you know, um, is big when it comes to you know a team sport like football. You know, when you're going in every day, you're you're putting in 110 or whatever it may be to you know stay late, to come early, to do whatever you have to do to be prepared. But you do have that athlete or that friend that that's not putting in the same effort. You know, so um, as a teammate, as a friend, I think you know um, you can feel free to go talk to that guy. Let him know, hey, man, uh, I feel that, you know, you need to pick it up a little bit or just open communicate with him that, you know, it's, it's important. I want to make sure it's just as important to you as it is to me. Okay. Okay. That, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I hope that, you know, the person that is will go back and hear this, will yeah. take that and apply it, you know. So I want to talk a little bit about. Um, just kind of take people back, you know, age nine in Largo, yes. you know, take us back to and, not, the and young everybody, not Key Largo, it's Largo, right outside of Largo, not Key that's Largo. it, <laughs> exactly. So, um, take us three sports was on yes. honor roll. Uh, what yes. kept you motivated during that time? What kept me motivated? Um, you know, I, I think you know, my parents, you know, at the time, you know, my, my father. He didn't want me to, uh, you know, when I became old enough to get a job, he didn't want me to get a job. He wanted me to focus on, you know, my schoolwork, focus on my uh, studies, focus on, you know, okay. football or whatever it may be. You know, so I think I knew at a young age that I wanted to do something great and be something great. And I knew what I had to do to get there. So I put on those blinders and it, it was tunnel vision from there, you know. So I think the support of my family and my friends, you know, pretty pretty much kept me motivated and me knowing that I want to make something out of my life. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. shout out to the family for that support system yes. because not everyone role. has it. So yes. that plays a huge role. Um, shout out to them for that. Shout so out. You, you went on to, you went on to, um, you went on to college, right? And right. you decided to major in journalism. Yes. Um, you know, do you have any plans with that? Or did you, um, how did that kind of cultivate you or go into um, either writing or singing, um, yeah. which is something that maybe a lot of people don't know about you? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll start with the singing part. You know, I've been singing since I was nine, nine years old. Uh, it's been a passion of mine. You know, I love singing like I love football, you know, so it always worked hand in hand and I did it all. So that's something I'm proud of, you know, but when I went to Ole Miss, you know, as a freshman, I really wasn't sure about, you know, uh, what I wanted to major in, but I know I'm, I'm never shy in front of a camera. You know, I'm a people person. Uh, people love my, love my, uh, just my whole aura, my persona about myself, you know, so right. I have a way of drawing people to me. So I feel, yeah. you know what, you know, why not, you know, be in front of the camera, you know, uh, give, give some people, give some people something to look forward to, you know, every day because they know I'm going to bring 110%. They know I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to just be me, you know, and, and one thing yeah. I want to say to get off, off uh, I don't want to get off track too far, but just be yourself, you know, uh, yeah. don't, don't, don't try to let, you know, the outside world or, or, or social media these days, you know, they, they tell you one thing and it's the whole wrong thing. So don't be afraid to be yourself in all situations. It'll, it'll carry you far. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that. I don't know if it's just the McCluster gene or, it might be. We're, we're, we're a little you know, special, you know? We are, we're a little special, <laughs> but I will say, you know, not all stuff, but, you know, right, it could right. be the Virgo gene. I don't know. We're both Virgos, that too. you know. Yes, we, shout you know, out Virgos. We don't really like, 
all of the attention, but it just kind of naturally happens, happens with us. Yeah, so, yeah. So you have you to know. embrace it when it happens. You, you do. Do it the right way. Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah, you do, and always remain humble. So, which, yes, yes. which, you know, you know, aside from, you know, everything that you've done, what I will say in me doing my research and just kind of looking at, you know, your life up until now, mm-hmm. um, I will say that I, I haven't, you know, been able to find any like negative things um, for Amen. people. Uh, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> personally, right, right, it has a lot to do with what you kind of like you know going back to the game relating it to the game uh-huh. is what you put in is what you're going to get out and exactly. so that's outside of the game and i think your attitude your positivity your mindset is what you've received in return so can you talk a little bit about that yes i can elaborate you know so i've always been a guy you know to want to please everybody you know okay. no matter what i had to do no matter how long i had to stay i'm going to try to do the best i can to make that that per, that one person feel that special connection you know so at Ole Miss you know after the games you know some guys would say stay in sign for about you know 10 15 minutes you know but yeah. I would I would actually stay after a long game you know I would okay. actually stay you know for an hour maybe uh, sometimes a little longer just to make sure I can sign every autograph take a picture and it goes a long way because now you know anytime I go back to Ole Miss everybody mm-hmm. remember those moments hey man I remember you uh, you sat here. I was. I saw you eating with your wife and you know, your yeah. uh, your fiance, and you were just yeah. so cool, so humble. So just being yourself, you know, it goes a long way, and, and it, it's it's been carrying me and following me my whole career, you know. So I try to do that on every step and every stage of life, you know, from college to the NFL, you know, uh, and still to this day, you know, that's that's why people, you know, uh, love Dexter McCluster because he's always been the type of guy to go over and beyond for for everybody else. Again, it's it's in the jeans, y'all. I I can relate. It is. <laughs> Go ahead and toot that horn. For real, like I'm, you know, I'm being honest. Like I can just hear it. Like so, that's that's really dope. So speaking of college football, Ole Miss starting out yes. those days, you got injured your freshman year. Um, I did. Yes. You know, starting out, like what did that do to you mentally? Were you yeah. kind of like, all right, I'm gonna come back sophomore year. I got this. What 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 happened? Well, the thing about it, you know, um, I had a chance to compete to start as a receiver, as a freshman going in. So I went in with the attitude, you know, I was a running back all my career, but this is a chance for me to be a freshman college starter in the SEC. So I worked my butt off and got the starting job. You know, my first game, my first game until my uh, freshman year, um, I scored my first touchdown. It's a famous play uh, they named the McCluster Fluster. It was a trick play. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a trick play. I think I was, what, 18 years old? Um, playing yeah. in my first game and I scored a touchdown. So my 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 uh, freshman season started off with a bang, you know. And mm-hmm. I believe week five or six we were playing Vanderbilt, opening okay. kickoff of the game. I caught the I caught a uh, caught the ball. I ran and I got blindsided and I actually got knocked unconscious for a couple seconds. Wow. You know, so I uh, I woke up. I'm walking to the sideline. Long story mm-hmm. short, I had to uh, spend the night in the hospital just to make sure mm-hmm. everything was cool. Concussion protocol, and they let me go the next day. Right. And I'm okay. in study. T- I'm in study table, study hall, doing my my lessons. And I went to reach for the mouse with my left mm-hmm. arm, and my whole left arm wouldn't wouldn't move. I couldn't move it at all. Right you know, so I'm panicking. I'm calling my trainers, uh, calling the doctor, saying, "Hey, something wrong with me. I can't move my arm." So mm-hmm. then I had I got hit so hard it stretched every, it stretched my nerves out so far to where I had no control. To where someone can can pick up my arm and it'll drop. I had no control over it. So it was a what? big blow. You know. Um, 
I got frustrated. You know, I, I wanted to give up. Many nights I cried because I'm like, man, I'm so young. I started off with a bang and here I am. I can't even move my arm. So is this going to be a permanent thing? Like what's going on? You know, but, right. Um, again, you know, shout out to my wife. You know, uh, we've been together since 2006. And, and, the, and, and at that moment, you know, she kept me strong when I didn't want to go to treatment. When I got down on myself and wanted to give up, she was always in my corner saying, no, you're going to get up. You're going to you're going to go and you're going to get this treatment. You're going to get right. And I'm glad I, I'm glad she said that because I got up and I kept going and, you know, it worked out in the long run for me. Wow. Wow. I love that. That whole story is so motivating. So and we're going to get into um, a little bit about her um, yeah. further on into the interview. But I want to um, also kind of talk about your size. Like, you know, you came in, I think, what, weighing mm-hmm. about 160 right, uh, yeah, pounds? Or 100, about 170. Right? Yeah, 170. 170. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. let me get 10 more. <laughs> And that, and that was water weight because I want to drink a lot of water to, to, to make it seem like I weighed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 10 pounds less than I was right. So I'm saying all that to say, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they talk about your speed, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, they say, okay, well, your stature, um, not as tall, not as, you know, huge or, or right. buff or muscle weight, but your speed. But mm-hmm. I guess one thing about speed for me as I watch a lot of football players is that there's a lot that goes um, in, you know, correlation with speed. And so mm-hmm. you know, the vision and the agility and just can you talk a little bit about not just the speed of it, but mm-hmm. everything else that ties into that for you? Yeah, like like you said, um, I'm not the biggest guy. I knew that, you know, growing up, but in my head, you I, you, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't the same size right. as everybody else when I'm on the football field. And I think that's what okay. carried me so far because, you know, um, Everybody doubted me, but I never doubted myself. You know, I, I knew I can always count on myself because I had that chip on my shoulder. And when I went to a game, I wasn't worried about you. I'm going to make you worry about me. And that's how, okay. I, that's how I survived my whole career. But um, back to your question, the speed, you know, um, you know, you, you really can't teach speed. Sometimes you're just born. And again, I think it's the McCluster gene because we, we do have some athletes in, in, the, uh, in the family. But um, mm-hmm. You know, it takes Not a lot, either. you know, tr- uh, it takes a lot of consistency, you know, uh, training, yeah. powerlifting, weightlifting, pushing and pulling, yeah. running hills. A lot of blood, sweat and tears goes into, you know, uh, the average football guy that people don't really know. You know, the sacrifice we have to the sacrifice of being away from our families, you know, because yeah. we know that we have a job to do. And if we, we don't perform to the best of our abilities, they'll find the next person to do it. Yeah. And speaking of the training, I see a lot of your yes. videos where you're doing the McCluster Fit. And I yes. we'll get into that. But I see a lot of what you just explained, um, pushing them and just, you know, behind the scenes of that. I see that right. you transferred a lot of maybe what you've learned growing up and then what you've um, been able to learn over uh, the years. Yeah, just kind of learn yeah. over the years. And so mm-hmm. I, I can see that in the videos. I can see the blood, sweat and tears yes, on some yes. client's face. But yes. I know in the end, like you said, making their life one better, one day better at a time. At a time, yeah. Like, and like so, you said, work, working with a purpose. You know, they, yeah. You know, they, 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 they have a goal, and to reach that goal, you have to come in with, with, with that determination on mind to know that I'm gonna put everything I have to put into it to get to where I want to go. So that's my purpose. You know. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So you leave Ole Miss, you get drafted into who we're talking about today, Super Bowl predictions. Kansas City. Kansas City underdogs. Yes, yes. We're going to say underdogs. Kansas City Chiefs, right? 2010. I yes. think 
in my personal opinion, as far as, you know, one of your best years was 2011, statistically, right? Right, right, um, right And right. we can get into that. Um, but, you know, talk to me a little bit about that journey. Like, it just seems like you hit that field 2010, 2011, and you just took off. Talk yeah, to me a little yeah, bit about yeah. your days with Kansas City. So, uh, rewinding back a little bit, um, you know, again, my knock was, hey, he was he's not the biggest guy, he's small, so what team wanted to take a chance on me, you know? Okay. But like I said, I've always betted on myself and I knew that I may not be going the first round, but I knew in my heart that I was gonna be picked in the second round. So uh, we we hired a, a film crew. Uh, we rented out a venue, had all my family there. So me still, the, the everybody else had me going, you know, fifth, sixth round later on in the draft. But in my mind, I knew I was going to get picked, you know. So here I wow. am sitting there uh, drinking my water, got my family all around, my friends, mm -hmm. and me still not knowing if they're going to call my name, you know. So yeah. I, I get an anonymous phone call. So I looked at my agent and said, hey, uh, should I pick this up? And he was like, yeah. So I picked it up. And they were like, uh, hello, is this Dexter? I said, yes. And they were like, uh, do you know what this is? I said, no. And then they asked me, are you nervous? And then I said, yes. And he went on to say, hey, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to uh, pick you up, um, you know, uh, this next pick for us. Congratulations. We'll see you soon. So, you know, at that moment, man, it's like the weight off my shoulder just just released, you know. So getting to Kansas City, you know, I hit the field running. You know, my, my rookie year, my first game of the season, it was on a Monday night against the San Diego Chargers. And I think wow. I was 21 years old at the time. And uh, I actually was sitting on the sideline and I heard my coach whisper uh, to another coach and say, hey, I want to see McCluster return this next punt. So here I am, just turned 21, first NFL game. It's raining a little bit. I'm in Arrowhead mm -hmm. Stadium, I'm nervous. So I get out there on the field and I'm like, Dex, just catch the ball. I don't care if you gain a yard, just catch the ball and we can live with it, <laughs> right? So boom, uh -huh. the ball's in the air. You know, I'm looking in, I caught it. So when I caught uh -huh. it, I looked up and noticed I had room. So long story short, uh, I took it to the house, a 94 yard punt return and I broke the franchise uh, record, my first game of my NFL career. So like you said, I think I start. I started off with a bang. Definitely did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that Arrowhead out is yes. um, stadiums as it relates to you know, when the crowds go up. So yes, um, I'm sure that, you know, today the fans and everyone has taken that down to Miami Hard Rock. And I'm sure that they're definitely going to um, remember some of your plays. Right. Oh, um, yeah, most definitely. As well. and, you know. The funny thing about that, you know, some of my friends that's in <laughs> Miami right now, um, they've uh -huh. been sending me videos of McCluster jersey sightings. So it's been about three or four okay. of them that they've been seeing uh, my McCluster jersey. Uh -huh. So that's, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of cool to see that you know I've been out the game yeah. uh, for for a while. Well, see, not too, not too long, about four years now. <laughs> but still, you know, um, people still acknowledge who I am and what I did. So that's that's pretty dope. Absolutely, absolutely, I would definitely agree. Um, I'm sure the city is is definitely going wild. We're gonna get into that as well. But yeah. so 2014, we're you know we're going oh, over boy. to. Yeah, yeah, Nashville, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but we we can't, we can't skip to Nashville without mentioning the Pro Bowl, Kansas City. That's true. That's, yeah, that's yes. true. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, 2014, uh, I became a Tennessee Titan. Yes. So uh, there was some rumors, there were some reports about you not being able to duplicate, right? What you were able to do uh, for Kansas City, right? Uh -huh. What right. What do you What was your what What would you say like your uh, response to um, that? To be honest, my response is the proof is in the pudding. You know, uh, <laughs> coming coming from Kansas City, I, I saw an organization that 
you know, that was a, I, that, that was a family oriented organization to where, you know, the, the, the top guy knew the bottom guy, everybody was a family, you know, the atmosphere was always professional, you know, so that's what I was used to. That's what I, that's everything I knew, you know, so when yeah. I came over to the, to the Titans, you know, I, I saw the difference, you know, um, where they are right now is mm-hmm. night and day compared to what we, what it was when I got here. And it, it was, it was tough, you know, cause I knew what I brought to the table, but it was, it was yeah. just the, all the pieces weren't together because everybody from the top up wasn't on the same page, you know? And when it's like that, you know, it, it's going to be hard to have success, let alone uh, yeah. a, a single player, you know, the, the whole organization itself, you know? So going there, honestly, uh, to answer that question again, uh, a little more, if people really sit back and really look at what I mm-hmm. did when I was a Titan, if they sat down mm-hmm. and looked what I did, right. working with the situation and circumstances, oh man, it's, it, it, it's, it was pretty much unbelievable, you know, because uh, yeah. I think maybe that year, I don't know if it was that year or the year after that, um, I was the mm-hmm. only player in, NF, in the uh, NFL season that year. Uh, I forgot what, I think it was like week four or five that had mm-hmm. 200 yards in uh, rushing. 200 receiving, 200 pump return, 200 kick return. So they had an article out that said Mr. Everything. And it was kind of ironic because I have an article in uh, Kansas City back when I was playing with them that says do it all McCluster. So it kind of worked hand in hand. So to answer that question, I I, I think I did. I I think I did some great things here with the Titans. It wasn't as explosive as it was in Kansas City. But I Mm -hmm. mean, I I had I pretty much had the same uh, just just amount of success down here as well. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I, I definitely, you said something that kind of sparked me um, as it relates to uh, being able to be your best or do your, put your best foot forward. Right. You said some people at the top weren't necessarily playing their pieces. And I think that ties into pursuing purpose. And a right. lot of times how you, you know, you could actually be, and let's just say you don't have a supportive spouse or you don't have people in the corner that are supporting you, but uh-huh. you know that I'm a player. I have to pursue this purpose. Right. Can you maybe give the listeners just some motivation behind, you know, pursuing purpose, even when the odds are stacked against you? Yeah, man. And, and that's that's a tough thing uh, in itself, really, you know, because the one thing that like I think it frustrated me during my career, but I think mm-hmm. it's what fueled my success throughout my career, because I always every day showed up with the same attitude. I was going to yeah. try to outwork everybody. I was going to just be that guy to provide that spark, you know, to be that energy, you know. So I, I put so much into it. And, you know, uh, when you don't get the same thing back, it does get frustrating. You know, uh, sometimes you want to sit back. And I went through a moment, I, I'm not going to lie, uh, here with the Titans in my career, too. I was like, you know what? They're not, I'm putting everything I have in and they're not acknowledging it or showing me or giving me the opportunity i'm just gonna show mm-hmm. up and be nonchalant and not do anything and i went i yeah. went through a spell of doing that but then i quickly realized like that this is not you this is not you know uh who you've been this is not your character so yeah. I, I i snapped out of that moment real fast you know but it can be discouraging but what i would say is just you know what um i in, in church a couple of weeks ago uh, the pastor said mm-hmm. uh, uh when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death you don't just sit there you just have to keep walking you know, so when things mm-hmm. look when things look rough, when things are tough, don't sit there and pout and say, "Whoa, it's me." Just keep walking until mm-hmm. until you see that change and that light will come. Wow, that's that's really really key. I think that yeah. um, you know one thing 
that I've always heard too is that the best way to get through is to go through and yes. that's a lot of times we don't want to you know go, to go through, through. And I, yeah, and it, yeah and it's tough it's tough you know uh everybody's gonna go through something it, it doesn't matter you know how much money you make it doesn't matter you know how how on a pedestal people hold you we all have the same yeah. problems we all go through the same thing so we all have the opportunity to figure out how to pull myself out of this situation and keep moving forward right that's and then the same 24 hours in a day so to right. say we can't get something done is you know it's not true i think when it's i not, reached out yeah, to you right. i know we were talking the other day and you told me yeah dude i can do it i'm up at four every day yes. like and that spoke to me i was like oh okay so that means your day is not starting at 6 7 a.m your no. day is starting <laughs> when everyone is asleep in order to be ahead and i think yes i've heard and that i follow like miles monroe um et the yep. motivational speaker hey if your yes. day is not starting before everyone else you're already behind mm-hmm. so that that actually pushed me when you were like oh yeah no i'm up at four yeah what every day sometimes interview? three so. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, i can't help wow. it I, mean, so, I, I, I get up and uh you know sometimes my girls are, are in the bed so i look at them and just just know that you know what i have something to do today i have people depending on me so you know i just get yeah. up and just brainstorm and just you know if i'm watching espn or whether i'm getting my program together for who I'm training today I want to make sure I I give my best and put my best foot forward because I have people depending on me to do that so many people depending on you yes. you know that's so true I look at my why my son he's 15 and so uh-huh. I, I think about that too just you know and then my recent thing that I just launched which is life on purpose like right. you know people are depending congrats, on me congrats man too. That's, that's, that's a thank dope you yeah. thank you so you know just the Friday pulse checks and um, you know, pushing those through despite how I feel and just going through um, just to deliver purpose at the end of yeah. the day. So, right, right, yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. so I want to, you know, talk about, you know, we're, we're wrapping up the years, mm-hmm. but so 2016 comes, right? Yes. And, or maybe the end of 2015 and you're drafted for um, LA Chargers. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so talk to me a little bit about um, you know, prior to you suffering the in, the injury, which we'll get right. into, but just kind of your days on that field out in LA. Yeah. How were they? Okay, yeah. So um, after I had a three year deal with the Titans, um, they ended up releasing me on my second, uh, or after my second year. So uh, they uh, voided my third year. So I was I was a free agent, you know, uh, that that uh, that year, right? So here, uh, week one went by, a team never called, didn't pick me up. You know, week two went by, same thing. So I'm uh, down in Atlanta with my wife and, uh, you know, her family, just uh, chilling, relaxing, watching some football, getting ready to watch some football. So I'm watching the game and uh, everything's going good. Uh, We're getting ready to head back from Atlanta to Nashville. And I get a call on the road by my agent and he's saying, hey, uh, where are you? And I said, well, I'm on the way from uh, Atlanta back to Nashville. And he said, how soon Mm -hmm. can you get on the plane? And I said, how soon do I need to be on the plane? So he told me, you know, the Chargers wanted to bring me in. They wanted to sign me. So I was like, okay, well, should I just fly to Atlanta? He was like, no, just uh, go ahead and go to Nashville. I'll uh, get the flight itinerary ready and you'll be on the okay. flight. So that next morning when I got home, I was I was on a flight to San Diego, having to leave, you know, my uh, wife and kids behind and, you know, uh, go somewhere that I was by myself, that I was kind of foreign to, you know, but it was another yeah. opportunity for me to better myself, to forward my career and, you know, uh, to have my family enjoy, you know, sunny California, right? 
So yes. um, they came down. You know, I did some great things there. Uh, my one of my highlights there was um, um, I, I want to say a Monday night game against the um, Denver Broncos. You know, I had had some key catches, had some good things going that game. You know, and you know, like you said, um, I had ended up getting injured, but it wasn't on the field; it was off the field. So that that's what kind yeah. of bothered bothers me the most. You know, but oh well, it did not anymore. I mean, I, I'm past that now. <laughs> but you know, uh, who knows what the future will bring? But the way I think about yeah. it, the way I look at it is, you know, maybe that wasn't my path. You know, maybe that wasn't for me. At that moment, yeah. I wasn't thinking like that. I was like, man, you know, I I want to play still, you know. But now yeah. it's like looking back at it, it's like, you know what? Maybe God did that to push me somewhere different or to somewhere. guide me somewhere where, you know, I know I'm needed. Exactly. And that's one thing that I, I wanted to highlight earlier when I was saying that, I was talking to a, a therapist friend of mine and he was just saying how, you know, your your podcast could be part of your purpose today. And then two years from now, it could lead you to somewhere else. Know, right. You said, you know, you said you went out to L.A. to a foreign place. And I just wanted to kind of highlight that to the listeners and the viewers that a lot of time purpose, can, you know, purpose can take you to a foreign place where yeah. you don't yeah. know anyone. Everything looks bleak. Everything looks contrary to maybe um the, the the lane or the road that you're going down you know here you are out in la and you know that this is purpose and then you know you have a turn in events and while right. pursuing purpose right mm-hmm. we're just going to say you know purpose in lieu of football you're pursuing this and you're doing your passion and you're driving and then something on the outside you're not right. even on the field you're right. at home or yes. you you know you're you're looking for your cell phone right right and you, yeah you're moving a bag and then you, you <laughs> fracture your forearm yes it's like yes. i guess i think i want to relate to the listeners yeah. and the viewers is that you know take us down you know that road maybe you know 20 seconds of where you were mentally after you fractured it um yeah. or after finding out wait this is a fracture this yes, isn't fracture, just yes. Yeah, like this is a fracture and this is taking yeah. me out, you know, yeah, mentally. No, where yeah. were you? Because I want people to kind of know in the midst of purpose, these things can happen. But where were you mentally when that happened? Yeah, I was I was in a tough place. You know, um, I think that was kind of the beginning of uh, a point to where I never thought I would be. Um, you know, because after that happened, you know, I was like, man, you know, um, teams are going to be, you know, scared to even uh look my way now because i have that tag injury prone you know I'm, I'm a little older now so that's what they're looking at you know so that's that's some things that could uh keep key things that can hold you out or you know uh in the career you know so um you know that that following year i got better and still hadn't received any calls you know so here i am i'm out of i'm out of football you know but the good thing mm-hmm. about that you know i had time to you know spend time with my girls that with yeah. um, my wife has them in, you know, they had them in gymnastics, um, mm-hmm. ballet, dance, tap, all type of stuff, you know. So I was able to enjoy that aspect of it, and then okay. those, and then after a while, I'm like, man, you know, I want to play, you know. So mm-hmm. I went, I went into a, a little bit of depression, to be honest with you. Uh, I was just waking up, and I had, I felt like I had no purpose, you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's and that's a real thing, you know, because I'm so used to doing something all my life. You know, so Mm -hmm. and I've played, I've been at the top, you know, but here I am now. It's like, okay, dang, nobody wants me. You know, uh, what's Mm -hmm. wrong with me? Now you start self-doubting yourself and then you wake up and you're uh, doing things outside of the norm that, you know, you you normally wouldn't do. But again, Mm -hmm. I know we spoke briefly, but uh, my wife, you know, I have to, um, I always have to shout her out because she always, she, she, she never, 
never lets me give up. She's going to tell her how it is, whether you like it or whether yeah. you don't like it, you know. And, you know, she's always been there to kind of be that rock to, you know, to help me find, you know, that, that light again, you know, and, and kudos right. to her. You know, that's why I love her for that. And I was able yeah. to, you know, pick myself up and I started coaching high school football, you know, here okay. in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And mm-hmm. uh, in doing that, you know, I'm out there, I'm enjoying the game again. I'm enjoying pouring into, you know, uh, the kids on the, on the field. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I got the call to go back and play football, right? Okay. But uh, I never thought that I would love and have a passion for coaching and helping others until he sat me down and mm-hmm. gave me that taste of it with that high school those for those two months. And then he sent me back to football. You know, I took that, you know, mm-hmm. as another opportunity, another door, another gateway. So I, uh, when that okay. door opened, I walked back into it, you know, but I started feeling then that, you know what, my heart is just not it's not in it the same way as it it once was you know i love the game i love to be around the players but you know sitting in these long meetings i'm kind of over it you know i'm i'm ready to go home you know so okay. you know that's why recently i just retired because i know now that you know i, I did all I, I needed to do in football so now it's time to bring that same energy and that same passion that same light that i put into football and then now pour it into something i love to do which is training now and I can do that and put that same energy and the same intensity in something else that I love. So right now, I think this is my uh, my purpose right now. This is what I need to be doing. Definitely. It all ties back in to purpose. And I think that yes. the, there's a common theme or thread that we keep harping on is that purpose is going to lead you down so many different roads, so yeah. many different paths, but they're all going to tie um, you know, back into it. And so, yeah. you know, that that's one thing that I really love to just hear. And I know like the last stop for you um, as it relates to playing in the league was a Canadian um, football league out in Toronto. Well, well, no, what was uh, that like other than being cold? Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely cold, you know, uh, but Toronto <laughs> in itself, man, it's, it's a great city, man. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it has, uh, has a lot of you, you can tell they, they, they paid attention to the architecture down there. I mean, everything just looks perfect. You know, I had a great time down there, you know. And uh, playing in the CFL, this, the rules are different. It's a bigger field. It's a wider field. The field goal post is right in the front of, of the end zone uh, as opposed to the back of the end zone. It's uh, okay. it's, it's a lot of different changes. But, it, again, it was fun. It was an opportunity for me to go and still play the game that I love. And I think at that, that, point, that point in my life, I think God put me – you know, back on the field. Yes, to still play and enjoy the game that I love, but then now these young guys that, you know, hey, man, I watched you in, uh, man, in college and the NFL, yeah. and, and now I'm playing with you, man. It's just an honor. So I think he put me in those positions, now looking back at it, to be a teacher, you know, to, to pour mm-hmm. into, you know, everybody that has that aspiration to, you know, hopefully lead the Canadian League and get to the NFL, get to that big stage, reach that goal. So, I think he was just preparing me along the way to to my passion now, which is you know motivating. I've been training, uh, I've been training college running backs for the NFL Combine with the uh, mm-hmm. it's called Boost Performance out here uh, for about four okay. years now, and I'm actually in the process of doing it now. You know, so um, I'm training guys for the Combine now. So he was just putting the pieces together to get me to where I am now. 
Yeah, on to purpose because yeah. I'm like, you're so young, you know. Yeah. Like everybody said that they see they see me running down. Like man, you gotta come back. You gotta come back. And I'm like, yeah, I still got it, but I think it, it, it's it's time for something else now. Like my heart has my my. my my purpose has changed now, and I, I'm I'm okay with that. I accept that. So y'all have to accept it because I do. <laughs> <laughs> we have to accept it, y'all. We we, we won't yeah. see that. <laughs> but I mean, to know that you're pouring and giving back to the people that um, are athletes that are ready for the NFL is uh-huh. it's kind of like you you would turn on the TV or you would tune in and you would see yourself because you're yes. pouring yourself your skill yeah. um, your skill your mindset into the players. So it's like. We will see you again, just yeah, in a right. different light or a different yeah. day. <laughs> and speaking and speaking of the players, you know, uh, I have um, two running backs that I'm training for the NFL Combine. One being a uh, um, alma mater guy, uh, Ole Miss guy. He uh, was a running back, and he wore number 22. You know, so I'm training him now, Scotty Phillips. I, I have a guy that. here from yes, I have a guy here from TSU, um, and okay. there's some other guys from Ole Miss that's uh, different positions. But I invited a few of those guys here to my home today. They're coming to okay. watch the Super Bowl here. So we're going to have a little get together and just kind of give them a visual of, you know, um, you know, see, seeing my seeing my home, seeing my family, seeing some of my accolades and just giving them something to aspire to just a, as motivation, you know, get it, get around and have that camaraderie to, you know, kind of sit right. them down and let them see Dexter, the, 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 the person, they, yeah, other than Dexter, yeah. the football player. Yeah. <laughs> The player, exactly. So that's a great segue into uh, one of the titles that you hold. And we've talked about Britt, um, you know, obviously in the beginning of this, but Dexter, the husband, like in a recent post, I said that you stated that she was the glue and she was everything behind um, what you into your immediate family. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, her business and shout out to her, um, go follow her on Instagram. And Brits yes. baking babies, B A Y B E E S. And so um, I thought that was interesting. The analogy she says she's the glue, she's she's everything that goes into holding family together and holding you. Right. And I thought that it was interesting that she's also bakes because that yes. kind of ties into it. And so, you know, can you tell people a little bit about you? Said she's like the model woman, uh, wife. Can you yes. tell people a little bit about? um about her yeah i'm a lucky man not and i i truly know that to the core you know uh he placed the, he placed a wonderful woman in my life the, the woman that i needed he, he made her for me because okay she's taught me so so much about life in general about myself you know that you know i probably wouldn't have ever you know been able to, to see you know with, without mm-hmm. her you know and like i said she's always behind the scenes and you know, you have to think about it. You know, we, we uh, were together in college. And then mm-hmm. I, I, all of a sudden now I'm this big superstar in the NFL. So and now she's just the the, the girlfriend or the fiance. Uh, so, yeah. you know, and, and I know that it has to be hard, you know, uh, just, oh, yeah. you know, me being always in the spotlight and her just being, you know, uh, behind the scenes. But I think that's always been her. She never wanted to be yeah. the type of person to be out there because she handles her business you know uh when nobody's watching and that's what's most important exactly. important you know so and right now with the, with the baking that's something she picked up with the girls she just wanted to okay you know do something with them uh keep them busy keep them occupied and, you know just start a tradition you know and yeah i think in, i think in doing the baking you know she kind of found herself again you know uh yeah. not, not not that she lost herself you know but you know she's mm-hmm. been uh she's been uh a great mother, a wonderful uh-huh. wife. She's been handling things at mm-hmm. home. She's she's the person. She's the general. She's sometimes I have to follow her lead. You know, it's, it's the man, 
the man's supposed to lead, yeah. but sometimes, you know, I have to tuck my tail and follow her lead because she'll never yeah. steal me, steer me or my family wrong, you know? So right yeah. now, you know, with, with the baking, you know, she's, she's self-taught, you know, um, she takes yeah. her time. She's a perfectionist right now. So everything she does, you're going to get 110%, you know, or better, you know, in the product. So I'm just, I'm, I'm behind now, right now, I can't wait to be behind the scenes and root her on, you know, to see her. Because I, <laughs> I tell her, I've been telling her all the time. I'm proud of you. You know, like, yeah, I see this is something you love to do. Like, this is your own baby, you know? Uh, so right. go, go right. at it. And now, it I'm, shows. I'm rooting for you every step of the way. And it shows, you know, I was looking on her um, Instagram page again. It's Brit. So y'all go mm-hmm. follow. Yes. And it, I mean, just from the details alone, you can just tell that she's perfecting her craft. Yes. Uh, what would you say now? You you training and everything. What's your favorite flavor that she's baking? And how do you uh, stay away from these cakes? I, well, I don't stay away from the cakes. You know, uh, <laughs> like I said, hey, not being the biggest guy is kind of helping me out right now because I can eat anything <laughs> and say the same with this fast metabolism. But it may catch up to me later on in life. But right now, I, I'm good to go. But um, okay. as far as the cakes, um, my favorite, let me say, uh, I would say the banana pudding. The banana pudding cake, mm. man, it is. Like okay. she put a, she puts her foot in that one every time. And I think she's mastered it so much to where she could probably do it in her sleep right now. So she actually wow. just did, she just did one for, uh, for her nephew. Um, I think she finished the last last night. Actually, I posted it uh, on a, on my page to let everybody know. But I mean, she's mm-hmm. every cake I, I see, you know, her getting better and better and better at it. You know, it's now she, she's okay. not afraid to try things new now. You know, so uh-huh. she's actually she's 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 building on to what she already knows. And, and, and like I said, I'm proud of her. Yeah, and it it shows they're beautiful. I I need to figure out how we can get one from a strawberry one from Nashville down to Atlanta. Yeah, so, so um, she's been looking into how yeah. you know to ship cakes. We're not uh, we're not sure how to do it now, <laughs> but once we really once we, uh-huh. we get it down packed, they'll definitely be slinging left and right. Right, I need to taste one of those. So shout out to her again, yes. um, just for being the woman, the mother that she is, and yes. you know, you two, you guys have been able to birth three beautiful girls but you are a girl dad of four yes, of four yes beautiful girls yes, one is you. um i mean she's she's grown like a wildfly i think it's her first year in high school right well it, it'll oldest? be it, coming up it'll be her first year she okay. just turned 14 yes my first born okay yes Dekayla. okay yes Dekayla. and she yes. um i would say that sports wise just kind of watching and following some of the um <clears throat> excuse me things that you shared with uh-huh right she does track. yeah she did she did track yeah actually when she was seven years old um i don't think she was quite old enough to run on the team but they let her run and she mm-hmm. ran at uh the um disney worldwide sports in orlando at seven years old on espn2 and her uh, okay. track team uh the blazing ravens they won the four by one heat when she was seven years old so i was a proud dad and, and me i was i was the guy that said you know what i'm not gonna mm-hmm. be the dad to you know, be yelling, jumping all over the yeah. place. So I'm gonna keep my cool. But <laughs> as soon as the gun went off, I went into I went into coach coach daddy mode, <laughs> yelling and cheering and screaming and jumping around. I didn't care who was around because at that moment, uh-huh. she was the most important thing that I was uh, interested in. So, you know, uh, she's definitely doing that, and she also dances uh, on the um, on a team. Man, she she's a great dancer. She, she she's an athlete overall. You know, she makes me proud every day. You know, so she's growing like yeah. wildfire, like I said. I see, I see. And so yeah. the other three, I would just say, and looking at them, now they look like they may boss you around a little bit. They look yeah. like they are, yeah. they are definitely 
running the running the house. Is that yeah, accurate? Yeah, they're they're following they're following their mom's lead. You know, uh, they're they're <laughs> they're born leaders. You know, they they have a strong opinion. Um, they're not gonna let <laughs> anybody dictate how they feel. They're mm-hmm. gonna be the most independent woman women probably ever to walk this earth because okay. you know uh, of how you know my wife is raising them. You know. Um, yeah, they they pretty much they they run over me. I can I can admit that, you know, cause, you know. But when when dad gets mad and, and and raises his voice, you know, the tears yeah. come, and you know now I'm feeling bad, and now I gotta yeah. do something to make up make up to it. But yeah, they definitely uh their mama all the way through and through, you know. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely uh they they keep me on my toes. Yeah, I'm telling you, they say a picture is worth. Or can say a thousand words and yes. those pictures of you and your girls says a lot and so you know speaking of that in the recent um passing of um kobe and yes. the whole girl dad theme um you know how does that how does that um relate to you i know that your mm-hmm. oldest daughter um she had recently lost her mom and lost her mother and just, yes. Yeah, yes lost her mother and you know how did that or how is it currently shaping you know your relationship and does that bring a greater significance of being a girl dad um, with yeah. the passing of mother? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it was just a sad situation, you know. Overall, you never, you never want that. You never even dream or thinking about that because as a parent, you want to outlive, or you want your kids to outlive you. You know, uh, absolutely. You, and especially being so young, you know, she was 13 years old when her mother passed. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's a hard, it's a hard situation, and I can only imagine because. You know, I know some adults, you know, that mm-hmm. that, you know, can't really process or can't handle, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, you know, let alone a 13 year old uh, girl, you know. So um, I yeah. think now I not I've always, you know, uh, been in my daughter's life. You know, we've always had a strong bond. But now it's like, OK, I, I really have to like she she really needs her father right now. You know, she really needs yeah. guidance, you know. And going to family, you know, it's a good thing now. She's still in Florida right now, so she goes back and forth right now with my uh, with my parents um, at my home okay. in Florida, or with you mm-hmm. know uh, her grandmother, which is uh, her her mother's mother. You know, so everything's okay. good. You know, I've always been in her life. We have a great relationship. She flies to Nashville uh, for mm-hmm. um, holidays, Christmas, okay. everything like that. So that was our bond was has always been strong, but now more so. It you know it, it makes you. You have to love long, longer and love harder now, you know. And with the passing yeah. of Kobe and his daughter and, and all the other uh, people on board that passed away, that family members lost, you know, uh, some great people, you know. And I think how that resonates with me is like, yeah, when they say girl dad, I am a girl dad. You know, I yeah. have four girls, you know. Uh, right. And, you know, you, you always joke about, hey, I got my shotgun ready for any boy that try yeah. to, you know, come her way or come any of my girls way and you yeah. know you really mean that and it kind of resonated to me it's like you know I've always wanted a boy but now mm-hmm. I, I sit back and look at it and I'm like you know what I probably wouldn't know how to be a boy's father because you know I am the ultimate girl yeah. dad you know that's all I'm used to you know and you know they have my heart and having having a having a girl you know it's, it's I can already tell you man it's just nothing like it the bond is just just crazy. Yes, absolutely. And so with that being said, um, you know, with the girls and leaving a legacy as you think about purpose, you know, what's one thing that you could say that relating to purpose is that people may not know about you as it relates to your faith and God. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, um, I've always, you know, I've, I've gone 
always I grew up in a church, you know, with you know, my, my grandmother, my grandma Bobby, Barbara is her mm-hmm. name. Um she took yeah. us to church all the time growing up, um, every Saturday. And she used to always trick us into playing the quiet game on the way to church and whoever was quiet the longest <laughs> okay. um, get, gets a lollipop after church. So uh that was her way of getting her peace before we get to church. But um no, so I've always uh, you know, uh been an avid believer uh, of a higher power. God is you know, uh, that's that's my father. You know, Jesus, you know, he died on the cross for us. I believe in all of that. And saying that, I'm not perfect. You know, every, no one's perfect. Everybody struggles. Everybody, you know, will fall short, you know. But, you know, I, I can say I do have that, you know, that relationship that, that keeps me, you know, motivated, that keeps me going, that, you know, when things don't look good, when I don't know what my purpose is, I know I can lean on him to, you know, to, to, to lead God and direct me into where I have to go. But, you know, you have to, you have to do work, you know, faith without works is dead. So you have to do work, you know, in order to receive that blessing, you know? So I think, man, just having a strong foundation and having, you know, that belief and having that faith, you know, that, that'll, that'll carry you, you know, through anything. Yeah, I agree. I can definitely agree. Thank you for that. And, you know, speaking of faith and going into uh, why a lot of people have tuned in and why they're listening is these um, Super Bowl NFL predictions. Right? Yes. So I think that, um, right into that but I think that personally I think that the 49ers are going to have to have a lot of faith as it relates to this game <laughs> you know um, I think that but no all in all seriously you know I don't don't start blowing me up 49ers right 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 um but I think that there you have two dynamic um coming together and that are going to take on the field right but yes. one thing that I've known about um Kansas City is that um, the, the offense is, the, is explosive too and right. so just kind of you know looking at that I have my predictions I have yours you already gave it to me but you're going to share with everyone yes. you know kind of what you think we will see today um, yes, on the field you know, down in Miami yeah so uh, everybody knows I started my career in Kansas City you know so that's who gave me my first chance that's who believed in me first before anybody you know so I have a lot of love for, for Kansas City um, the people have a lot of love for me and Again, like I said, man, I, I, if they call me right now, I, I may consider coming off the, off of the love that I have for the city. So Kansas City, if y'all, y'all heard it here after, after y'all win the Super Bowl, you know, if y'all need a, a specialist, a punt returner, yeah, I got you, you know, <laughs> receiver every now and then. But I, I'll, I'll definitely come in and return some punts and take some to the house. But you know, let's um, go. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, Kansas City is where my heart is. Like you said, they have an explosive offense. You know, Andy Reid, uh, a.k.a. Big Red, he's a great offensive-minded coach, a great, mm-hmm. you know, coach's coach, you know, player's coach. And he deserves mm-hmm. it. You know, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Fame coach, you know, when, it, when it's all said and done. But I think today, if, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and that receiving core and, and all that speed can continue to be as explosive as they've been, uh, been doing and they can slow down uh, Nick Bosa and that defensive line for San Francisco, I think, man – Kansas City is going to be a force to be reckoned with, you know, because that's a high-powered offense. How can you guard that much speed and that much talent every single play? Something's got to give, you know. And kudos to yeah. San Francisco. They're a great, fundamentally sound team. They play well together on all uh, cylinders, whether it's special teams, uh, offense, or defense. They just click. They just mold. They just found their identity. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's doing his thing right now. So he's locked in. So it's going to be a, a high-powered offense. I think it's whoever defense is. Defense shows up today. It's going to take the win. Yeah, but, yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with that. You mentioned Mahomes. Now, I do know that he had a knee injury. Do you think that any of that will come into play? 
Uh, no, not at all. You know, um, right now it's go time. The, the, he's not worried about a knee. I guarantee you right now that knee feels 100%, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's go time. He, he's, he's more excited just to get right now. I, I know I know the anticipation is killing him, you know, because I, yeah. I can remember, you know, before games, big games, you know, you have a late game. You're ready to wake up, take a shower, mm-hmm. and go play now. So, you, have to, kind of, you have to kind of hone all that energy in, you know, positive energy, you know, and yeah. take in the moment and just – you know, uh, hold it in until game time. But I, I know they're very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I can feel, I have a few people that are down in Miami. And just like you said, people are sending you clips. People are sending me clips. I'm looking at the uh, The hype is up. Like, people are yeah. are ready and they're anticipating I the have, game. I have so. my jersey on already, actually. I have my, after, you we, do. Hang up, after we hang up this call, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take a picture of myself and I'm going to send it to you. I actually have my jersey on right now. My well, own please pattern. send it to me. And I'm I'm repping my yellow for Kansas City. So Okay, okay. Yeah, throw, throw, you, can, you can throw a little red in there every now and then. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, we definitely got those some red in there. Yeah, yeah. And so um, so before we give our predictions, right, um, I want to kind of talk about some people that, you know, sent me some of their predictions, you know, kind of what you think on it. Um, so Owen underscore Donaldson 34 said he's going with Chiefs 35-31. It'll be a tight game. I like That's it. What he said. I like it. Yeah. Um, one of my dear friends, um, Melinda, she said that she's not a football person, but from what she can tell, she said Kansas City to her are the underdogs. And she said the underdogs always win. I thought it was so interesting that she said that. Right. Because I think that's one of your motto, your mottos on your merchandise, which we're gonna get it to. It is, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, so shout out to Melinda. She said the underdogs. Yeah, are thank you, take thank it. you for the plug, Melinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Melinda said that, and so, Melinda. yeah, and so she's excited about that. I think we're gonna watch the game a little bit later, and so. Um, who else? I think I had someone that said that it'll be thirty-one. Oh, no, that's my predictions. Okay, so going on to Cam's predictions. So I said Chiefs 31-27, tight game, but we're going to take it. So I think that those are my predictions. So what's your predictions, Dave? Yeah, well, obviously uh, my prediction is Kansas City Chiefs are going to win. You know, Arrowhead is going to be rocking when the the boys get home after that uh, that nice plane ride. You know, the fans are going to be waiting there with the champagne bottles, you know, so just having a good time. But... I think, honestly, yeah. um, I don't know what the exact score would be, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and say Kansas City is going to win by 14. Woo! 14? Yeah. I'm going out on a limb. Oh, you're going strong. I'm, 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 rock, yeah. I'm rocking with the uh, Kansas City offense right now. And I know the defense, they're they oh, going yeah. to they show up. Yeah. Yes. You are going strong. <laughs> yes, I'm going so all the way the, in. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm anticipating it, too. I'm getting ready for church. Um, and so actually, yeah, get ready for church. And so I will be watching the game. I'll probably text you a little bit later and, uh, don't forget to send me the picture, but really quick, I just want you to shout out, um, the merch and where people can actually find your apparel, your merchandise and, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I work with fanart.com and they're uh, an organization that kind of, you know, uh, connects athletes with, you know, um, their fans or, or people that they motivate, you know, so, or you can actually follow me on Instagram at uh, Dexter McCluster, that's D-E-X-T-E-R-M-C-C-L-U-S-T-E-R, all together, no space, and you can go on the link in my bio, you click on that, and you can see all my gear, and my motto is, the underdog wins, because all the hard work that you put in, 
you know, it might not be acknowledged, but once you put in the work and have the success, they have no choice to. So the underdog wins, you know, so you can go to my page, click click the link in the bio, uh, get the merchandise, or you can DM me and we can figure something out. Also, real fast, you can follow me at McCluster Fit as well to see my um, athletic training uh, progress. I train guys for the combine. I train just, you know, the, the everyday person. You know, anybody and everybody's welcome. You can follow me there. But, you know, that's pretty much it. And follow my wife at Brits uh, Baking Babies. Yes, definitely follow her page. I have a quick question for you. Do you ever see, I've seen some trainers do some online virtual training. Do you ever see um, yourself going down that lane in the future? Yes, I sure do. Um, actually, um, the, the company I'm working with, FanArc, they actually, um, he called me and mentioned, hey, uh, uh, have you ever thought about doing an ebook? And I was like, what is an ebook? He was like, well, saying, you know, you're coming up with a, uh, a workout book, but it'd be digital to where people can, you know, if they can't get to you, they can go online, they can pay they can pay for it and actually look and see how you work out and how you train and how you yeah. eat and, you know, yeah. uh, touch people that way. But yeah, yeah. I most definitely want to do that. I want to get to a point where I can do that. But right now I'm just focusing on, you know, whoever wants to get better. Okay, great. I- I'm going to need that. Yeah. So I'm going to need let that. You, know ASAP. <laughs> you, you get the family discount. All right, bet. Because I got I to gotta get it together, live life on purpose, and, you know, look <laughs> like I'm living life on purpose. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it all ties into it. So you guys have all his information. You have his predictions. He, you know, Kansas City, we're going to take the lead. <laughs> you have all of that. You even heard it here first, I believe, that he will consider coming back. Yes. Um, so and now I'm gonna just leave you only, with my only, only for Kansas City, only for Kansas City. Yes. So everybody else don't don't even think about calling him. Right, you're right because he's not gonna take the offer. Maybe I don't. Know. You know, it, it depends. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, <laughs> we can talk. It depends on the offer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so you can come uh, find me, reach me on Instagram at Life on Purpose Twenty. You can also email me if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or just connect with me and reach out at Life on Purpose Twenty at gmail.com. I am your host Cam. I am signing out. I also have Dexter on the line. He's signing out as well. We thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you after the win. Thank you.